Financial Grown-Up Guide, Five Alternative Ways to Invest Like the Wealthy. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. Hey friends, we talk a lot about diversity offered by large index funds, the S&P 500 often focused on. But here's the thing, as we grow up and as our investments and our wealth grows, maybe there comes a time when maybe it might make sense to consider diversifying into other asset classes, alternative investments perhaps. We're going to explain what they are, and we're going to talk about how you can get into those options, even if you don't feel like you're super wealthy yet, and I do stress yet, and then how to find out if they are right for your goals. Vince Annable is the author of the Household Endowment Model, Wealth Planning for Affluent Families. He's also the CEO and founder of the Household Endowment Model and Wealth Strategies Advisory Group. Here he is. Vince Annabelle, I am so happy to have you here on the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having me, Bobby. We're also excited because we're going to be talking about your new book, The Household Endowment Model, Wealth Planning for Affluent Families. And what you want to share with us today is how all of us can learn from how the wealthy invest. So this episode, like I mentioned, is going to focus on five ways to invest like the wealthy. Full disclosure, these may not be things that are available to everyone right now. But I think it's important that we see what people that have a lot of money and are making more money do so that we can learn about that. And hopefully one day we can also use this in all of our portfolios. But it's good to know what's out there and get thinking that way, right? Right. And just to let you know, actually, you can build an endowment style model, even if you're not an affluent or an accredited investor. You just have to do a little bit more research or find somebody that really understands alternative investments because there are alternative investments out there that are built for less than an accredited investor. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Let's get to the first one, though, and then we're going to get talk about alternative investments. So the first way to invest like the wealthy is to think beyond the traditional 60-40 stock and bond portfolio. So first of all, explain to us what exactly that is and why it no longer works in your opinion. Well, we think the 60-40 plan is a little antiquated because there are so many other investments that are available that are private, that are alternative to the stock and bond market. And we think people should understand that by investing in other assets other than the 60-40, i.e. stocks and bonds, they are not going to have their entire portfolio correlated to the movement of the stock market. So an example is you have a an experience where the market goes down a thousand points. If you have a properly built out endowment type model, your experience is not going to be moving downward the same amount that the stock market is moving down. But people perceive that as sort of the mainstream, quote, safest way to invest is stocks and bonds. Well, there's an awful lot of people that used to advertise, doctors used to advertise that uh, they recommend camel cigarettes too. And (laughs) there are still an awful lot of people out there that have a lot of backward thinking because there's just not enough education within the whole advisory community on how endowment models work, how alternative investment models can work and what an alternative investment is. Most people don't understand that those are even available. 
Right. So that is actually your second way to invest like the wealthy is to include alternative investments. So that to me sounds a little bit intimidating. Explain what alternative investments are and how everyday people can access them. You just think of the term alternative. It is an alternative investment to a stock and bond portfolio. So you include an alternative investment, which they are going to be alternative to the typical 60-40, and they are going to be typically in venture capital, in private equity, and a lot of funds are in real estate investment trusts. So when the market goes down a thousand points or it goes up a thousand points, that doesn't mean that your alternative investments are even going to move because they are not priced on a daily basis. The idea is to smooth out the ride of the roller coaster in the 60-40 plan. You want to mitigate your risk, which is what David Swenson at Yale always wanted to do by using non-correlated, non-liquid investments or semi-liquid investments. That gives you a smoother ride, hopefully mitigating risk and increasing returns. But you've said something very interesting there, non-liquid or semi-liquid investments. That means that, you know, you can go, even if a stock goes down, you can generally go, if it's a traded on a major exchange and through a brokerage firm, you can pretty much sell it anytime you want. With some of these alternative investments, people should know what it means when you have an illiquid investment means that you can't just sell it anytime you want. You may have that money locked up. Correct. That's the point. That's the whole reason behind using those is because those investments are not going to be priced on a daily basis with the daily movement ups and downs of the stock market. An example is if the market goes down a thousand points tomorrow and you own an apartment complex in Los Angeles, did the value of your apartment complex go down the same percentage? Probably not. So you're able to hold on to these assets. Typically, it's going to be a three to seven year period of time. And those assets are not going to move up and down the market. You're going to make the investment when the share price may be a dollar. And then three, five, seven years later, you're going to get out. It's going to be a new price. And typically, in most cases along the way, you're going to be receiving a dividend on a monthly or quarterly basis. So you're insulated from the roller coaster. I mean, how many times have we seen people that start freaking out when the market's going down? So what do they do? They sell. And then, so there's your liquidity. They can push the button and get out. And then when the market starts running away, what do they think? Oh my gosh, I'm going to miss it. So fear and greed sets in again. And what do they do? They buy at the top. And then it goes through that experience again. It goes, starts going down. They freak out. They get out. We help people prevent themselves from themselves, if you will, by keeping a portion of the assets non-liquid or semi-liquid where you get out on a monthly or quarterly basis. And for investors that have a long-term horizon for that money anyway, that could work. Tell me specifically, if you are not super wealthy or affluent, how can you get into these alternative investments specifically? Well, there are private equity funds. There are venture capital funds. There are fund of funds. There are real estate investment trusts that are not correlated to the market, and they are also not for accredited investors only. You just have to find somebody, an advisor who understands these to help them actually locate that type of a fund. 
And do you want to explain what an accredited investor is? Sure. Accredited investor is an individual who has income on an annual basis of two hundred, or if married, three hundred thousand dollars a year for two consecutive years, and or a million dollars in net worth assets less their home, not including right. the value of their home. So there are investments, alternative investments like the ones that you were talking about for people that are not accredited investors. Absolutely. I want to pick up on what you also mentioned. This is your third way to invest like the wealthy, and that is to use non-correlated investments. And that goes to your point about not having everything moving in the same direction. Correct. So the whole idea here is that as the market is moving and going up and down, you want to diversify your portfolio so that not all of your portfolio is moving with what the liquid markets are doing. So that on a daily basis, you're not repricing and you're not seeing everything go up or everything go down. You want to have the ability to smooth out that ride by using investments that are not correlated to the stock markets moving up and down. The fourth way to invest like the wealthy is to focus on protection of assets, you say. Tell us more about that. Well, there's different ways of protecting your assets. We believe that if you diversify your portfolio and that you use very good outside best-of-class money managers, That's one way of mitigating your risk and focusing on protection of your assets. We also believe that a protection could come from using a fixed annuity. We don't recommend using variable annuities. We think the costs are too high. But a fixed annuity can give you the ability to protect a portion of your assets or your portfolio. The other reason we talk about protection of assets is because Everybody is suit happy, litigation happy. Everybody wants to sue everybody every time something happens. So we also look at protection of your assets as making sure you have a good, solid asset protection plan in place. And can you elaborate on specifically what people need to have? I mean, I assume umbrella insurance. Oh, they should have umbrella insurance. They should also, depending on their wealth and the amount they have, amount of assets that they have, and whether they are a business owner, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot that goes into how to design an asset protection plan. Typically, you're going to involve trusts and LLCs or subchapter S's in that asset protection plan. But again, everybody is different, and you want to make sure you're using an attorney who specializes and understands asset protection. Yeah, but especially if you are starting a business, you definitely want to make sure you set it up correctly, get the right advice, because an LLC, in many cases, can protect you, and that's important. That's correct, and I'll give you one other tip we like to remind people of, and that is if you're starting a business or you own a business, and your goal is typically to grow the business, and then you want to sell it, cash out, live happily ever after someplace. Well, make sure you don't wait until the day you decide to sell it to start planning to sell it. You need to start planning on how you want to sell it the day you start it. Okay. Number five, take a holistic approach. This one I think is the most important in the end, really. Well, what we're saying here is you want to look at all types of assets and you want to take a holistic approach in looking at 
your assets at all of your planning so that you're able to protect yourself in all different areas. You're able to look at all of your different investments and have it very well diversified. Your planning needs to include more than just your investments. You need to make sure you've got your wills and your trust, depending again on what your net worth is, that determines how extensive that should be. You want to look at your asset protection. You want to look at charitable giving. If you 80% of our clients are charitably minded. So we need to make sure we have charitable giving plans set up for them. But you also want to make sure you're looking at capital preservation and that you are managing your assets in a holistic way. Very well said. Let's talk more about where people can find out more about you, get your book and all good things. They can go to, we have a couple of different websites. There is themusa.net. They can go to householdendowmentmodel.com or they can go to our primary website, Wealth Strategies Advisory Group, which is wsagaz.com. There's a lot of different information available to people. We have a significant number of white papers and a few books that we have either been involved in the research or the book that I wrote, The Household Endowment Model. That holistic approach, by the way, really important to be looking at the big picture with all that is going on now, especially in this unprecedented time with so much unpredictability for the markets, always unpredictable, but somehow it just feels a little bit more fragile because we have so many unknowns in our bigger picture world. I also think what really resonated with me was that Vince focuses a lot on protecting assets. No what you don't know. Know when to bring in experts. We work so hard to build up our investments that I really want all of you to be able to hold on to them, even in these unpredictable and rocky times that we're in right now. And sometimes that means asking for help when you don't really know what's going on or how things work. You want to make sure that you do all the paperwork correctly the first time so you don't run into trouble, as Vince so aptly pointed out. All right. What was your big takeaway from the interview? I would love to hear from you guys. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And please sign up for the Grown Up List. It is free on my website, BobbyRebel.com. For the latest money-related news on the pandemic, make sure you are also subscribed to my other podcast, Money with Friends, where we break down the latest money headlines into what matters to you with a rotating cast of thought leaders. And of course, my partner there, Joe Salcihai of the Stacking Benjamins podcast. And big thanks to Vince Annabelle for sharing his alternative wealth strategies to help us all be financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.